0: Hello, my name is Francis Escobar, and I'm the creator of Latin Entertainment Presents and host of the show, Conversamos. I'm excited to share that we are hosting a new podcast and YouTube series called Cooperative Economics and Latinidad, where we are interviewing 10 Latine-owned businesses. Also with this new podcast, we would like to bring out some new initiatives. Utilizing Facebook, we have created a group for all inclusive Latinas to showcase their businesses as well as for everyone to check out what Latina owned companies, brands, and products are out there. Check it out at Cooperative Economics and Dot. Lastly, we have expanded our brand to various podcast websites for your viewing pleasure. That is all the updates that we have for now. So sit back and enjoy the first episode of the new show, Cooperative Economics and Latina. hosted by Chicago's own
1: Juan P. Esquivel. Uh, we believe in sustainable flowers, we believe in taking care of the environment. Of delivering high quality of sustaining the local communities and uh, on delivering a good service Uh, so buying from a company like ours means supporting over 89 families uh, here in Ecuador and uh, knowing that you're also supporting the environment and then you'll get really responsible flowers. Mi Gente Presente.
0: Greetings everyone. My name is Juan Pablo Esquivel and this is Cooperative Economics and Latinidad. Today we have Luis Cadavid from Flower House Group. Luis, would you mind introducing yourself and sharing the business of which you own?
1: Uh, my name is Luis David. I um, graduated back in 2012 from Circus University. I own a flower business. We grow it, we export it to wholesalers and uh, retailers and now we're starting to do it uh, B2C. Uh, We grow roses, spray roses, garden roses, tinted roses, stock, carnations, callas, sunflowers, bells of Ireland, and I'm missing something else, but um, that's our main focus. We try to give uh, flowers a little bit different meaning, not just the regular uh, mass production, but uh, more sustainable flowers.
0: It seems that sustainability and profitability have a major importance in your business. Would you mind elaborating on what those words mean to you?
1: Definition of it would be to be able to take today, but leave enough for the future generations. And we strongly believe in that because being in agriculture, we see how people take away and how climate change is affecting our cycles, how it's harder to predict how the weather will behave and how we have less water, how, The droughts are longer, how the rains are harder, how winters are getting colder, usually shorter, but way colder, and the temperatures are increasing, and all that wrecks havoc with the production. And um, some people believe that profitability can't go together with sustainability, but for us, the evidence is clear that if you're not sustainable today, you will not be able to be profitable tomorrow, and you can still be sustainable today and profitable today.
0: And notice you have four <coughs> companies across the world. Would you mind sharing with us how you established
1: this and the function of each region? I mean, uh, Umbrella Corporation, or company, for lack of a better word, is a flower house group. Um, we started as the, well, my parents started the business in Russia as flower house. As a importer, they were brokers. They imported roses and then sold them uh, right after the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, Eventually, we became a farm in the early 2000s, I think it's 2003. Uh, when I joined the business in 2010, while I was still in college, I started realizing we had different companies. Uh, we had the farm, we had, we had both farms, we had the operation in, um, in Russia, and, but w- we always operated as different companies. Um, so first thing I did was, you know, we need to join under one umbrella, we need to use one name, we need to use the same corporate image. And that's a Flower House Group was born. Um, that's why it was it's called Flowers instead of Flower House Group, because that's how they wrote it and translated initially. So that kind of stuck. And that's our main company. Let's say it's, it's, it's a global one. We have a farm in Ecuador, which is El Boliche, or Quito y Flowers, Flowers, uh, which is our, our baby where most of the product comes from. Um, then we started the company. In this, I started the company in the States, which is Flower House USA which helps us take care of uh, wholesalers, retailers, those that don't really want to deal with the importing, with the logistics, with the customs, with USDA and so forth. And with time I realized that we also need to do, uh, we could also do B2C, which is a project I always wanted to do because whenever I ordered 1-800-Flowers or from my local floral shop in Syracuse, um, it never went well. It, it was old flowers, it was old product, and I had always heard people complain you know, the product I order online is a part and it's extremely expensive. It's, let's say the cheapest you can get is for two bucks and uh farm gets paid about 30 cents of that. Um, so that was, that's how Riviera Blooms was born. And we also have a consulting firm with my wife, uh, which is where we did all the site projects, uh, which we named Grow Grandes after her family name. And uh, that's where I do all the other stuff, the writing, the academics, Uh, and some of the other projects we've been doing, some book publishing, some magazines, and everything that's not flower production or sales.
0: Thank you for sharing. Also would you mind sharing with us the great work you do in El Boche, Ecuador?
1: Well our farm is a small farm, we have about eight hectares in production and under greenhouses. Um, We do a lot of water recycling, a lot of community work with the school uh, through either through our medical department, or just through education, through programs. We have a program called Te Regalo Una Sonrisa, which is I like give you a gift, you a smile, where we take our local production, the one that we can't export, and we go to different communities, hospitals, town plazas nearby, the schools, the different communities. We just give them a rose uh, to the ladies, to the gentlemen as well. It's a nice product, a project. It, it has some beautiful pictures, the smiles you get to see. Uh, from people who usually don't buy roses because Ecuador doesn't really consume its own production. And um, we also have a big area of, um, of compensation. We have two hectares near the farm um, of forests, and we have eight hectares in the north on the other side of the city uh, where we also have it as a comp- um, compensation area reserve, which we're actually turning that area into a permaculture project uh, with the uh, grow Grandes and the foundation we have. Um, so we're going to change a little bit and try to put the local fauna back in there. What can you
0: describe about the import and export process to, from El Ecuador and to the
1: U.S.? There's way, way much more work than anyone thinks goes into it. Um, so you have an idea, any rows that we cut from the moment it's cut to the moment that you buy it at, let's call it a supermarket or at the bodega in, in New York or wherever, uh, about 10 to 12 people touch the product. And about 10 to 15 days go by, in good case, 10 days overall, more towards the 15 days. Um, you know, Pests are an issue with USDA. Make sure the product's healthy, that it doesn't have any bad pests. Uh, but we also do a lot of the logistics, you know, going on planes, going on trucks usually from Miami up north, anywhere up north. Most of the time it's a truck. So whenever you hit a snowstorm, we are affected and most of the clients is like, oh, I didn't get the product, it's your fault. You deal with it when a lot of these things don't really have to do with us. So any, any movement, any protest, any natural disaster, we feel it and it, it affects the business, it, it causes many delays and you know, at the end of the day when the consumer gets a the product, they're like, oh, roses. They assume it just pops out of nowhere and it's very simple to get it where it is.
0: Nice, with that being said, what are your thoughts on cooperative economics and Latinidad?
1: Comparativity in all of its senses, it's important because it's an ecosystem. Uh, we, need it. we need the communities in Ecuador, the communities own the water rights, which, to be honest, has become more of a political issue. So it's becoming tougher and tougher to be able to exploit any type of agricultural business even responsibly, because the communities every time want more and more. But at the end of the day, most of the time, they understand that they need us and we need them. And because specifically Ecuador, there are so many micro communities, many indigenous people and different identities, usually within where the farms are and the main cities. We need to work together with the Dutch who usually own the rights to the actual Uh, intellectual property of plants, we need to work together. And uh, flowers, specifically, are a business that employ a lot of women, uh, that are single women, that come from different communities, and they usually have side businesses uh, with their families that revolve around the flower business. So if we disappear, their whole ecosystem collapses. And, of course, if they disappear, our ecosystem collapses because we have nobody to work and to exploit, to cut the product, to pack it, to ship it out. So that that's really important for us. We need to work as a community. We understand that most of the time. Um, and uh, I think a great example of when the relationships broke was October of 2019, when the indigenous people rose up against the tax that uh, was going to be placed here in Ecuador and specifically in the South where we are in Cotopaxi, we weren't able to export for a week and a half, two weeks in some cases, which meant we lost the production of 15 days. We had no cash flow for 15 days, but those same people had no salary for 15 days either. And everyone was affected in the process. So so that's extremely important. And um, to answer the Latinidad question, uh, Cotopaxi is a very indigenous province, uh, majority indigenous, um, There's some black population, some white population, but I would say that for us, unlike the states or other countries, we don't really feel the same issues, uh, the same, let's say, cultural fights. Um, We all work together. Um, In the farm, if you look at it, um, I believe over 75% are indigenous people. Uh, with, I'm gonna say, maybe 1-2% white, um, some percentage of mixed race, uh, and a very small percentage of of black population, just because they usually don't tend to come up that high. But 3,100 meters, it's cold. Um, My stepdad complains about it all the time. It's just too cold, I wanna go back to Cuba. Where's the good weather? Where's the warmth? Uh, Whenever it's hot here, we're all complaining for the product, and he's extremely happy. So, um, to answer that, it's, it, it's part of the reality here. Um, I'm not going to say it doesn't, there's no conflict in some areas, but overall, it's, it, nobody feels it. We all work together.
0: What advice would you give to young Latinate entrepreneurs?
1: I mean, if you want to start a business, uh, you're never too young. Uh, 17, 18, as soon as you get out of your house, you go to college, uh, experiment. I myself have had, I don't know, somewhere something like 12, 15 businesses. Some of them have failed. Some of them have been successful. Um, some of them we've incorporated into the company, into the into Flower House or through Grow Grandes. It's just, um, you know, if you, if you have a business idea, try to do it as lean as possible. Um, it's a great book, Lean Startup. Uh, read it. Try to, you know, to invest in it as little as possible, if possible, nothing. And don't be afraid to fail. You're going to fail. Most of the time you're going to fail, but uh, you need one good success in order to, to do it. And don't quit your day job.
0: If there was one product you would like to highlight for the viewers to buy, what would it be and why?
1: I personally, from our products, I love the Tinted Roses we have. Um, coming out with a new product called Generosity uh, sometime in the next quarter. Uh, it's just Tinted Roses. is going to be a limited run. We could do some crazy colors, blue, black, just, you know, solids or... We could do a trident's delight, which is blue and um, red or green. Uh, we have great St. Patrick's colors, just gold and um, not gold, but uh, copper and green. Really nice combinations. We've we've managed to perfect it, and we have some crazy handcrafted painted roses that, that we're going to be delivering all over the states.
0: How much do those usually go for?
1: The, the packs we're going to be doing will be something something like five stems, uh, five dollars a stem. Um, keep in mind that that requires the work, not just the farm regular work. We have two artists at the farm that paint by hand every single one of the roses you will receive. So technically no two roses will be the same, they'll try. Um, but it, it's definitely a beautiful product once you see it, it's, it's unique.
0: Now, we would like for you to advertise a one-minute commercial about your business.
1: Flower Flower House Group, uh, we believe in sustainable flowers. We believe in taking care of the environment, of delivering high quality, of sustaining the local communities, and uh, on delivering a good service. Uh, So buying from a company like ours means supporting over 89 families uh, here in Ecuador. And uh, knowing that you're also supporting the environment and then you'll get Really responsible flowers. Best way to contact me would be through Instagram, through Riviera underscore shop, which is our B2C business. Um, anything you write to us through there, uh, I'll receive directly. So if you want anything, uh, give us a shout out. Or if you want to know anything, as well.
0: With that being said, that's all the time that we have. And for everyone at home, make sure to like our YouTube video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us at Latin Entertainment underscore presents. Until next time, on Cooperative Economics and Latinidad.
1: Mi gente presente.